Nice baggy senses tell me this is gonna get fucking tasty, baby. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese, Minigoji and Sopolis. I have a dream. Arnie, cut. Bartler. Eh. The fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy have asked to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goo blood. He has the goo blood. Get out! Get out, man! You ain't that. Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is he a fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew stuck with that good. Everybody too. The Only Fans Football Podcast episode twenty two Cran. <laughs> I see you're laughing. I don't know if you're laughing at me because I'm a bit hoarse. I'm a bit under the weather, as they say in uh, Ireland. Um I say that as if it's a thing, it's not said everywhere else. But anyways, Cran episode thirty two. You wanna call it the Tammy Abraham. Do you wanna to explain to the viewers why? Yeah, we're sat here. The Europe Conference League final is about to start. And Adi has been, uh, he's been ill to the point where we haven't been able to record for the last two days. So uh, we, we've we managed to book a slot for the Europa Conference League final. And Tammy is the Taddy's man for Roma who are in it. And minute, yeah. with Jose. Um, we're currently looking at Virgin Media here with uh, Richard Dunn. He's gone smart casual by the looks of it. That doesn't look like a short short. No. Looks a bit like an overshort. That's Any shirt. Yeah, it's nice now. He's wearing a blue tie. Um, and a navy, a navy jacket looks well on him now. To be fair, he fits the suit well. Um, I think he's wearing jeans as well, so that, that really is the casual look for. Tell you what, he's looking trim. He is. He's after losing a bit of weight. Yeah. He was on it a while ago, and he looked, he looked like a disaster. To be honest, but he's looking well now. Um, also on is Tommy Martin. You know Tommy Martin, the uh, Tommy Martin. Tommy Martin. He's the what would you say? The presenter. Simon's cousin. For I mean, he. You know what? He could be. Um, the presenter for yeah, he is wearing jeans. Look at jeans and a pair of looks like Balenciagas, Jordans, Jordans potentially. And Brian Carter in a nice light blue suit as well. Tommy Martin as well, as you said, is presenting Jesus the coverage. Christ. We're not we're not listening to any of this coverage by the way, so I don't know why we're talking about it. Brian Kerr looks well. Well, there's Brian, there's Tommy Martin there with a, like a wine tie and a white shirt. I don't care. I don't no, care. I'm just saying. Maybe the, maybe the listeners care Sorry. about fucking Tommy Martin. Sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to lose my job. Um, Cran, how are you? How's, how's your week been? Do you want to tell the people the big news? Cran, got great big news today. I'm after clapping twice there, so people's ears are shot. I have to look at my notes to see what it is. <laughs> I can't remember. Cran, with um, lovely news today, finishing college. Oh, yeah, I got my 2-1 at Z. Yeah, happy days. You know, it was quite not overshadowed this morning. I was in work with uh, Mr. Phil Mangan himself. He was he, he made, made a rare appearance on a Wednesday. Jesus, wouldn't so, be like uh, him. If there was work in bed, he'd sleep on the floor. <laughs> oh, I love you, Philly. I love you, Philly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, nine o'clock came round, and you know what? I was proper pissed off because I didn't secure Paul on Utini tickets. Yeah, which were out uh, at nine, and a lot I, of shit. My results were supposed to be out at the same time; they weren't out. Refreshed, 
got my results and it cheered me up a bit because yeah. I wasn't a bit of a stinking humour after not getting yeah. it. But do you know what? It is what it is. Got my two one as the I'm a qualified human being now. Uh, as if I wasn't before. <laughs> well you definitely weren't before. <laughs> you okay. definitely aren't now if, if yeah. that makes you feel better better. Um but yeah, congrats on that. How was how, how else was your weekend anyways? Um everything's so jumbo jumbo. But uh, I think just a lot of work. I haven't been out once actually in the last twelve days, which isn't very like me at all. I think we were working the, f- the Thursday. I worked the Friday. I worked the Thursday and uh, Saturday. Yeah, well, yeah. fill fill the listeners in on your on your story there. Really, I seen Tony Hulam at David Gray. Mm, wanker, wanker. Yeah, well, I didn't say it to his face, but I was. Just, <laughs> I Could was, you imagine? Uh, <laughs> You're a wanker, Tony. He's <laughs> played on the wing up the Excuse times. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically I was just serving drinks to someone beside him and we, we sort of locked eyes and I said oh Tony there's yourself what's the story and he said alright and uh, <laughs> then then the woman beside him go, uh, goes is his drinks paid for is his drinks paid for are they and I, I just didn't answer because mm. I was like he should pay like everyone else he fucking has enough money to pay for himself yeah. Yeah. and you know what isn't it ironic that you see a person like him who's locked us down for the last two years, you see him, at the first place you see him, it's a fucking gig. Mm. Like, the, the audacity of him to show up to a gig. Yeah. Let alone oh. the bar at the tree arena, where I'm working. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I'm, I'm fuming as he hell. Yeah. yeah, well, my David Gray experience was a bit better than yours, to be fair. Um, I really enjoyed him. He was very good. The first half of the show was, 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 wasn't great. Second half was the, I think it's the 25th anniversary of White Ladder. Oh, great album, yeah. And it is a fucking little album, to be fair. So. Sail away. <laughs> Sail away. <laughs> uh, this is a good chill. But uh, Saturday Cran was a busy day. Obviously, you weren't in three that night, but I was. But preceding that was, I was back in the gantry for Shells and DLR Waves. DLR Waves with my good friend Shada. It's a radio name, isn't it? Not yeah, it's, I mean, it actually would be good with radio name, to be fair. <laughs> Um, very good first half performance from uh, DLR but the second half um, I mean I'm saying this I, I'd love if Noelle Murray was listening but <laughs> Noelle Murray just turned it on and she's a real street footballer as uh, Eamon Dunphy would say but she was unbelievable second half and Shells ran away 4-0 in the end so it was, it was a good day out and then work that night was grand as well myself, Cottle and Dan and Caroline as well were uh, holding down the bar we were delighted because you weren't there but um yeah, to be honest with you, I haven't been out too much myself. I was at the Shells game on Friday, and I suppose we'll we'll do a quick we we'll do a quick rundown of the League of Ireland now. But um, Shells two, Pat's one. Oh, what an away day! If if Carlsberg did away days, it would be that away day to Inchcore. We got the Lewis over, and uh, for some reason it kept stopping, like as if there was like as if it was broken down, and then people were getting off. And then it would leave like like instantly as soon as some people got off, and then you could see the world into the next stop. None of them, absolutely none of them, got to lose. Then shells went out there, and we were behind the goal. In the for- we were behind the goal for the whole game, but the sun was shining down on us. And I brought me fucking lucky bucket hat, didn't I? So I, I mean, I probably looked like a twat, but the sun wasn't in my eyes. I could see the match perfectly, mm. um, and I'm gonna probably have to gotta wear it to every game now because there was a bit of luck attached to it. But it was Jack Moylan in the first half. Um, firstly, there's a there's a vlog coming for that the shells and Pats game. I've been riddled with something I don't know what since. 
so I haven't gotten around to putting a voice over on it yet but uh, yeah, that, that will be coming now I mean it's not suspect at all is it really it's just it's just a common code cred and yeah Jack Mullen first half turns his man wabam straight pass a nine in goal a nine on loan from West Ham and he's an unbelievable goalkeeper of I've seen him actually yeah he's really, a really good, good keeper, yeah. really really good he's like Lev Yashin he's just unbelievable I swear to God yeah. 1-0 and then Pats scored in like the 49th minute ref had it on 2 minutes and he just kept let the game play on play on it was, it was as if he was going right this half is ending as soon as Pats score so the quicker he's let them score the quicker it's going to be over and it just went on and on and on obviously they scored in the end and it was a 9 going off the pitch at half time when he was giving it to Shells fans you know, like cupping his ears doing like a hose and he was like I can't hear you anymore it was it was good good crack between ourselves and, and himself. He's a very 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 good player. I can definitely see him making it in the Premier League at some stage. Yeah, and Fabianski's getting older as well, yeah. so you could see him maybe slotting in that role. But eventually, yeah, um, very good. Um, and it was the second half, and Shells, to their credit, we were the better team the whole game. Pats didn't really lay a glove on us. I know they got the goal before half time. But they really didn't deserve it. I think a lot of Pats fans would probably say the same. Yeah. It was JJ Looney got the second goal for Shells in the 53rd minute just after half time to make it 2-1. And from there on in, we just defended resolutely and they just couldn't get near us. And great win for Shells. Not at that at the time, it was three wins in a row for Shells. Obviously, we'll fast forward to the Monday games in Mipple. We're now four games unbeaten in the league for Shells. And that's the first time that's happened in the Premier Division in 16 years. So that, that's well. quite a record. Um, we go to we go to Rovers on Friday up in Tala, another great away day. UCD lost three 0 to Rovers. Not much to say here. It was Barry Carter, Dan O'Mandrew, and Rory Gaffney with the goals for half time, just to extend Rovers' lead at the top. They're on twenty nine points now after Monday's fixture as well. Bows two, Sligo one. Um, Dawson Devoy made it one nil on the sixty first minute, and Junior made it two nil. And it was Adam McDonald, former Ipswich and Shells man, made it 2-1 towards the end of the game. And Bowles have kind of a trend recently where they concede late on and then they concede an equaliser. And they 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 kept Sligo out this time around and they were happy with that. But um, a bit of uptorn for Bowles, well, until Monday where they got smashed by Pats. But a bit of an uptorn for Bowles in that fixture. Derry won, Dundalk 2. It was Akinton they got the goal for Derry. On the 75th minute, he equalised Robbie Benson's goal, who scored in the 8th minute. And it was Pat Huben with the winner in the 84th minute for Dundalk. Who are, you know, they're not doing bad when you, when you look at the table. They have a game in hand on Derry um, and they're one point behind them. So Dundalk have been going well. And Drott the tree, Finn Harps won. Yeah, Drott the coming from one behind. It was Connor Torish. We've talked about Torish, haven't we? Mm. Torsk, in, uh, the Dutch international, uh, with golf for Finn Harps. And it was Evan Ware, Adam Foley and Darren Nugent with the goals for Drogheda so Drogheda again another good win there for me fast forward real quick round to Monday's well, games Drogheda. yeah well this is this is the thing so they got a 1-0 win on Monday against Rovers yeah that was interesting and Shamrock Rovers was Ryan Brennan former Shells man with the goal Dale Rooney got the assist there and they just kept they kept Rovers out the whole game and Dan Almandrew got sent off late on and Jack Bourne went off with an injury as well so Shells go to Tala on Friday so it will be an interesting fixture I'm really looking forward to it <laughs> hoping to get um, something maybe Potentially Shelbourne 2, UCD 0. It was uh, Sean Boyd with the penalty on the 45th minute. And then it was like a FIFA Ultimate Team glitch goal in the second half. It was Jack Moylan. Do you remember these? You used to be able to do this in Ultimate Team where you literally pass back to the centre half and they just fire it up and it would just literally be straight through. That's what happened. Jack Moylan with the chip over the keeper to make it 2 0. Shout out to Cotton as well. 
his first uh, his first Shells game I think it was in years he said um, he's heading off to America as we know so yeah. he was gl- he was glad to be there and he, he, got, he, got a he did enjoy it yeah. and it was actually decent atmosphere for a Monday evening against UCD as well mm-hmm. strangely enough um, Brendan Clark saved a penalty on from Liam Kerrigan of uh, UCD Moylan's uh, doing really well isn't he Moylan and Boyd the yeah. two of them up front are really good so it's it's like a little and large complex where Boyd is like six foot five, like Mo- a bit like me and you, except Moylan's not massively overweight, um, and he's very good. He's very talented, um, and he's been scoring for shells. Like he got the goal and pats on Friday. I think he got a goal the week before as well. He's just he's just on form, mm. and uh, yeah, he comes from Bowes as well. Like he's come from the Bowes Academy, so um, that's a player they're probably missing at the minute. Sligo two, Derry one. And Derry two losses in a row there the weekend, which is mad to think. It was Gary Buckley with the goal early on, and Jamie McGonagall got it back before half time. And in the ninety fourth minute, have you ever heard a more Irish name than this? Seamus Keogh with the goal for uh, with the goal for Sligo. Patch three, Bows nil. So when Bows came to Tolka, I'll be honest with you, like they won the game four one, deservedly so. But in the first half. Yeah. They weren't great. Like they really weren't great. And like typical shells where the masses were on downfall. You know what I mean? We were giving away goals left, right and centre. And I was thinking, you know, this isn't good for Bowes like, you know what I mean? Because they were getting the chances but they, they weren't really putting them away and then in the second half they just they just put us to the sword and rightfully so. But when you consider shells went to Pats on Friday and one two one, um and like we were all over Pats, like the only player for Pats that done well was the goal scorer in the day. For them, which was um, Redmond, you know what I mean. Joe Redmond, he was very good in the game in, on the day for Pats, and but that was the only Royce Park. Like yeah. everyone else was was shite. Like, and then Bowes go there on Monday and they get beaten three 0 It's it's very uncharacteristic for a Keith Long side to be beaten like that. Yeah, Tunde Alolabi with the hat trick for Pats. It was it was a great result for Pats and friends. Yeah, but it's just it's tough on Bowes. I mean, the Finn Harps nil, Dundalk one. Good another good win for. Dundalk on the road Dan, Dan O'Kelly with the goal and we just we'll just run through the table real quick will we yeah. so bottom of, the, bottom of the tree at the minute is UCD on 8 points 17 games played in the playoff position for relegation playoff is Finn Harps on 10 points with 17 played Drogheda in 8 with 17 played on 19 points Bowes 7th 17 played 22 points Shelburne 6th with 17 played on 24 points Sligo on 18 games played with 24 points Pats 18 played and 28 points and then the top three is looking tasty now in fairness because you know if Dundalk can get a result the weekend and just just suppose Shells gets up from Tally even if it's a draw mm. you know they're only two wins off Rovers then with a game in hand so Dundalk on 31 points with 17 played Derry on 32 with 18 played and Rovers on 39 with 18 played yeah season's it's, it's looking good it's, it's a bit of a mad season but it's Really enjoyable, especially from a shell's point of view so far. Move into what was an eventful last week of the Premier League. A very eventful week indeed, and I'll start it off. I think the most relevant game for relegation, at least, was the win for Everton against Palace at home on Thursday. And mm. um, because we wouldn't have talked about this, but a three-two win at home for for Everton, Lampard gets the job done. Palace went 2-0 up through Mateta and Ayu and then obviously the big comeback Michael Keane fantastic goal uh, you're in work for this aren't we? 
Yeah. Yeah, and I remember coming out pissed myself laughing because they were 2 0 down. They won 3 2. Hell of a comeback from everything. Yeah. Um, Keen with the goal outside the, outside the boot. Beautiful little swerver into the bottom left corner, and Richarlison gets the equaliser. Mm. Who's been very good for Everton, I think. Oh, um, the last few games he has been good and he's clutched up for them a bit. So, um, yeah, good goal from Charleston. And then Calvert Lewin gets a header, who has also had a pretty bad season. And yeah, I think Calvert Lewin's been out injured, hasn't he, for the most yeah. part? And fashion shows. And fashion shows, himself and Tom Davies. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, t- I don't know if you've seen 3 2, um, but I don't know if you've seen that video behind the scenes in the tunnel. I was looking at it, yeah, thank you. Oh, Seamus Coleman. Yeah, and Lampard. Yeah. Lampard saying you. To be honest with you, I know I give everything a good bit of grief. Yeah. But I enjoyed all those scenes on, on Thursday. Like, I think, especially from supporting shells, like, I know what it's like to be kind of down the bottom of the table or even trying to, like, get promoted or whatever. Mm. And, like, for all those people who say, you know, the only enjoyment they can get out of football is winning a league or winning cups or winning trophies. I couldn't disagree more because football's played week to week. You know what I mean? Now, Everton fans have had a horrible season. But that, that one game against Palace, that's their season made. You know what I mean? The, the level of enjoyment they will have gotten out of beating Palace in the manner they did to stay up. It's football. Like, in yeah, essence, and I know? suppose it's it's um, poetic as well how Calvert-Lewin gets the goal as well. It's had such a poor season. Mm. Fair play to Everton staying up. Despite as these uh, predictions have gone down all season, I swear to God, man, we've we've been so poor for predictions this season. Like I, I can't believe how bad we've been. Like it, I, I think there was like four weeks on the trot where we went, ah, oh, Newcastle are down, Newcastle are down, and then it was uh, Burnley are down, and obviously Burnley did go down in the end. But we were saying Leeds were going down. I was listening back to the deadline day special the yeah. other day. Boy, God, man, we're terrible at this. <laughs> What is it? We were talking about Chris Wood of Veghorst. Oh, God. We were saying that Borley had the, the best transfer in there or whatever. Um, so, Sunday. We'll move on to Sunday. So, the t- I'll start with the title race. Yeah, I I have my notes broken down into title race. Yeah. Race for fourth and relegation. So, will we do it like that? Yeah, we will, yeah. Um, so, title race we'll start with. A 3-1 win for Liverpool, Adzi. Versus Wolves. 3-1 win, Cran. Um, by the way... Best matches of the year, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And have all the matches on at once. I think the only one that rivals it is the Stevens Day. Box, uh, the Ste- Box night, excuse me. I think the only match of the day that rivals it throughout the season is the Stevens Day one, where yeah. everyone's just on it. It's all 10 games. It's just be great. But yeah, 3 1 win, Cran. It wasn't enough for Liverpool to win the league. Obviously, we needed Villa to do the job, but we'll just run through the goals real quick. It was uh, Pedro Neto with the goal to make a 1 0. Bit of a bit of a, a shy call, really, from Liverpool's point of view. Zah. Jose Saw with the goal kick and it just evades Konate and Jimenez just gets onto it. And it was like a little sweaty goal. <laughs> that's some beautiful word there. Evades. He missed it. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's, that's, that's what they said in match today. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm shadowing match today. Um, Jimenez gets the cross in and it was a lovely finish by Neto to make a 1 0. And to be honest, Cran, and Carragher was on commentary for this. I don't know if you're listening to it. Bit of a menace on commentary. I hate listening to him commentating on Liverpool's games. But he kept saying. Liverpool needs to calm down. Liverpool needs to calm down. No, same stuff. Cara, you've never been in this position before with Liverpool. <laughs> you, you need to calm down. You need to calm down. Yeah, and Wolves had chances. Huang, then Donker could have made it 2-0 at some stage. Um, and when it was 1-0, obviously, cuts back on match today. Cuts to the City game. Yeah. City fans are going mad or whatever. Um, 
But after they went one 0 it was a bit like a uh, basketball game. Like there was chances end to end. Um, Liverpool are on top for most part. Uh, Luis Diaz was immense, um, very good. But the goal comes from a ball in by Canate to Thiago, who flicks it around the corner. Mane gets in on his left foot, makes it one one. Um, John Rudy comes on at half time for Wolves, and to be honest, Wolves came out second half like they they were in first half. They had so many chances. They were very good throughout the game. I was actually very impressed with them because I think a lot of these final day games mean nothing. Like it means nothing to Wolves really if they win at Liverpool. Yeah. What does it mean to them? They stopped us winning the league, whatever. But they actually came and performed and Bolly on the day for Wolves. Two of the three centre halves were immense. Yeah. And they, they were so good at tracking the runners each side and they, they just kept Liverpool out for the most part. But the second goal comes from uh, Mohamed Salah. It was, it was a corner. Bit of a scrappy goal. Yeah. Matip heads it down and Salah puts it away and I think God bless Mo. I think he had his Aguero moment there. I think he thought he had it. And obviously by the time he scored, it was 3-2 to City at the time. Um, and then Robertson with the tour. It was a good play with himself and Firmino down the left-hand side. So near for Liverpool, but yet so far. Um, I think one of the saving graces from, from a Liverpool fan's perspective in terms of the league is that there was no point where we were top during the whole day. Yeah. There was no point where it was in our hands, you know what I mean, you could probably say, when Villa are tuning up, it's in Liverpool's hands, but we were still behind, we were still, we were, the City were still winning the league, regardless of Villa won, we needed to score during that time, we didn't, but, um, incredible scenes at the Liverpool game, we'll move on to that in a minute, mm. but, uh, just one thing I want to touch on, that Liverpool game, I don't know if you've seen, when that Salah goal went yeah. in, the whole crowd sort of erupted, yeah, there was, the, there was someone uh, yeah. there. Was, there was, I think I'm pretty sure it was the Wolves fans were, were saying it, and they they were obviously saying, "Oh, it's three all now." Because yeah. when Salah runs over to the fans, the fans are like, "It's three two Mo," and you could see Salah come around going, oh, "For fuck's sake!" Because he thought he'd got that Aguero moment, but um, yeah, look at the City game. What what can we say? Three two to Man City. What a game? Um, so Matty Cash makes it one nil in thirty seven minutes. Who mm. goal? Bit poetic. Um, Luca Dean with the cross, ex Everton man, notorious Liverpool fan as well. I think we've been through that before. Speaking of uh, Liverpool players in the past, Coutinho gets the second. Yeah, what a goal! Sixty nine minute, good goal. Really and good goal. I haven't seen him for the last ten games, so. It's and when this goal went in, sorry, Grant, the, the Anfield crowd erupted because it was two 0 to Villa, yeah. and this was probably the time where if Liverpool had scored. Things might have been different. I don't really think they would have, but they yeah. might have been different. So Coutinho scores and it cuts the Liverpool game. And Trent has a lovely chance. He cuts in on his left foot, hits it. And there was a hint of a handball from Bully. I don't think it was. But it, I, if that goal if that goal had gone in, you know, could have been different. No. I doubt it. But um, yeah, the um, City game, 2-1, Gundogan. I do think, yeah, City were, were motivated in the last 20 I don't it know was, how they did it. It was Gundong, It was a switch on the seventieth minute. Gundonga for Bernardo Silva because Silva was having a piss poor game. And I do really rate Gundong. I said it before on the show. Mm. I think he's a very good player. And uh, I think Pep said it in his interview afterwards. He said that Gundogan's really good at arriving in the box, mm. and he did this very well in the last few minutes of this game. That's I what think, they did. They I just think, got numbers into the box. Yeah. Sterling on the wing gets past. Luca Dean so easily but it was good play by him on the right side Yeah, and just dinks it over to the back post and run down it's just there to head it in it was, it was a lovely mm. goal um, and to be honest with you Grant just from my point of view being a Liverpool fan here when that when they made it 2-1 I was like oh, they're going to come back now 
because yeah. that's what they don't do it easy they don't do things easily and so. they did the same thing against West Ham you remember yeah uh, about a week ago yeah you know and, and and it is it's impressive as well it's clutching up um, and one player who's been very clutch for City this season Rodri, Rodri. Mm. player of the season for me mm. I think this was an unbelievable goal yeah it was a great finish um, I think it was Inchenko on the left wasn't it yeah cuts in on his left peg just passes it to uh, Rodri who just plays it. and it, it was it was a definite like he definitely meant to put it where he meant yeah. it. You know the way people are like, oh, it was a pass, whatever. It wasn't. It was placed lovely into the bottom right hand corner. He scored some um, unbelievable goals this season, as and well. and even that as well. Like we're talking about him being player of the season. There was a point when in the game at Anfield, Liverpool two, City two, Fabinho has a chance ninetieth minute to place it into the bottom. Like it was an open goal, and Rodri, I swear to God, comes from nowhere and blocks him. And that's just, you know, that's the nature of the beast. That shows how Rodri's ability in general. And yeah, he's, the goal against Arsenal on New Year's Day. Yeah. That was one of my moments of the season. And I'm not even a City fan. Like, I just remember watching him being like, fucking hell, these are great scenes. But yeah, came in clutch and it was Gundogan to get the third crown. Yeah. Again, arriving late in the box, getting the goal. Great pass by De Bruyne, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Mings, by the way. Tyron Mings should be shot like a horse. This was one, this was, a dreadful <laughs> touch like the ball comes into him I think it was Cancelo and I don't know what is. I don't know what he's trying to achieve with that touch like it's almost like he's trying to set up the Brian you know what I mean Douglas Louise and Luca Dean couldn't close the space either 3-2 win for City they win the title they win the league Adzi that's it that's the that's very crap our podcast has been based around the Premier League essentially yeah. um, and it feels mad that, that it's over already it really does feel strange after all that talk, I'm fairly sure we were in the we were in the debate uh, mid season for uh, yeah. the title. Yeah, and then we're not. Well, obviously, um, it's just bonkers for it to to be over. Um, it was a great season. Yeah, like I think the quality of the league sh- it shows how quality of the league is. That eight of the ten matches there was something riding on it. Yeah. Now, apart from the Leicester, Southampton, and Chelsea, Chelsea Watford game. Nothing. Every game had, yeah. and we'll talk about the rest of them now. The, the cha- like yeah, the Champions League qualifiers essentially, the relegation, and then the Europa League and Conference League. Like there was something riding on every game. We we'll, we probably will touch on the Champions League final briefly in a few minutes, but even if that doesn't go Liverpool's way, this by no means is an unsuccessful season. I oh, know this is like, and as I said, as I said earlier about the Everton staying up, like this season, the season's played over like thirty eight weeks essentially, more. Um, it's it's played over 38 weeks not the last weekend not the last two weekends of the season you know what I mean yeah. we've had game we've we essentially we've embarrassed Man United twice you know what I mean we've embarrassed Everton twice like we've we've won two cup finals like we've had great away days in Europe like it's been a hell of a season for Liverpool so um, I'm extremely proud of the boys and look it's the league wasn't meant to be this season if we win the Champions League on Saturday you'll be a fool to think Liverpool fans are unhappy, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm sure we're going to touch on our predictions for the start of the season next week where we'll do a, a full season review. Mm. But uh, Might do a Premier League years kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. one through each month. So, uh, relegation. Obviously, Everton safe coming into last Sunday. Um, and we move on to this Brentford-Leeds game. Huge stuff riding on this and then obviously the Burnley-Newcastle game happening simultaneously. Adzi. Leeds get the job done the last day. A 2-1 win at Brentford. 
game of the weekend, man. What Re- a, what a really good the game. relegation was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, as you can imagine, watching match a day on Sunday night was probably a bit bittersweet because of how the league went. But man, the relegation, the two matches were great, um, and it was full of drama. And I think I said last week that Leeds were going down. I think you said Bournemouth were going down. Yeah. I couldn't. I just couldn't imagine Leeds getting a win there, and they did. Um, could you talk about? Could you maybe put it down circumstances? I don't know. Um, firstly, real quick, the Leeds away jersey. That one. That's icon. That's an iconic kit. Black one. It was no. It was like a light purple one. All right, yeah. That's an iconic kit, kit now for Leeds because that was unbelievable. But obviously, they had the two games side by side, um, and it was a case of two penalties for both in the first half. So Burnley, Nate Collins punches the ball and gives away a penalty against Newcastle. Obviously, yeah. Wilson puts it away, and then you have David Raya for Brentford taking out Rafinha. Rafinha I think this is really second, good. Sorry, really yeah. good. Taking um, time, puts away the penalty. Then it was yeah. a great penalty. Um, Stutter run up. Yeah, but he's a really good player, isn't he? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I he really has he really has the passion for Leeds. I think he's gone. Yeah. I think that's the rumour doing the rounds now. And it was Sergi Canos comes on for Brentford. <laughs> but Brentford had made the three subs that they were allowed and Christopher Azar goes off. And this is what I mean by circumstance regarding Leeds, like what they've won if it was eleven versus eleven, who knows? So Canos scores, lovely cross by Whistle, I'm sure you've seen it. Lovely header, Mesley I know her near it. But Canos gets booked for taking off his jersey, so that's his fourth yellow card. And I don't know if you've seen the second yellow card. I did, yeah. But he just takes out Rafinha. And Too you can see in his face, as soon as he fucking done it, he was like, oh shit, I'm sent off. He knew straight away he was being sent off. It was a call of the week moment, I think. Oh, absolutely. He probably is the final call of the week. Yeah. A little spoiler there for you. <laughs> so even when Brentford scored, you see Jesse Marsh on, on the sideline going, they only have 10 men. They only have 10 men. We're okay. We're okay. Um, and then obviously Wilson, in the meantime, Wilson makes it 2 0 to Newcastle. So like Leeds were safe at this stage, you yeah. know what I mean? And there's a bit of squeaky bum time. Cornet makes it 2 1 to makes it 2 1 to Newcastle still. He missed the fourth chance, but he volleyed he volleyed the rebound in his lovely really finish. Um the crowd got mental, the players got mental when they heard it was one all in the Brentford game, but like Burnley needed one goal to draw. And if they had it if the both teams had a draw and Burnley would have stayed up. Big horse man, as we said earlier, big chance. Misses a sitter, man. Like a genuine... Like, you'd have scored that. You know what I mean? It was a terrible chance. And then Matt Target blocks a shot from Jack Cork off the line. Mm. But Leeds win it in the end. So it doesn't matter that... It doesn't matter if Bournemouth had gotten a goal because Leeds win in the end. Harrison. It was a lovely finish. Jack Harrison, 90 plus, 94th minute. Deflected in off on Wemo. And the scenes. Great scenes. And I'll get on to the scenes in the Hall of Fame. But he scored Leeds his first goal in the Premier League when they came back up after 16 years. So it was a bit poetic that he got the goal to keep them up as well. I know I've said it a few times because I don't like Jesse Marsh. I wanted Leeds to go down, but Leeds being up is good for the Premier League. It's better than Burnley being up, Yeah, essentially. And Michael Jackson goes down. He's bad, he's bad, <laughs> he's really, really bad. <coughs> the, it's, and the rumour is now that they're bringing in Vincent Company. Wow. To replace him from Anderlecht. So they're saying Josh Cullen will come over as well, obviously Irish International. Yeah. But um yeah, Vincent Company, he's a bit of a bit of a smooth criminal himself, so <laughs> he will uh he will definitely add to, to Borley, but Borley could be in trouble, man. Borley could be in trouble. Yeah. Um financially seeing me they're in a bit of a bad way. 
and obviously going down doesn't help but they'll get that parachute payment they will but seemingly a lot of it's going to be spent on on a, a loan that they took out this, like last season mm. to pay for players whatever so be interesting to, to see who stays you can always call it Deutsch <laughs> he's not going back there <laughs> and the, the, do you know what that's probably what led to the downfall of second Deutsch well that's and, what they get isn't and it? this time last month Mike Jackson had I think three wins in a row and a draw we were saying jeez they're safe it's just the way the Premier League is <laughs> they'll be stuck down there for a while yeah I, I, I think the way the, and I think they'll have to sell players so I think Pope will be sold I don't really rate Pope but I think he will be sold to a Premier League team Fake Horse will probably be sold Cornet 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 who thought he was on loan by the way <laughs> he asked to be sent back recently and they were like <coughs> you're like you're actually not on loan oh <laughs> so you God. can't go back <laughs> poor but, Cornet um, yeah what a result for Leeds <laughs> Eno was ecstatic to say the least yeah um, and do you know what we were talking earlier about the title race and stuff being on the line at the same time it's a lot I feel like it's a lot more tension in the relegation battle because obviously there's, there's a lot more to lose there's a lot more to yeah. lose yeah but um, yeah great scenes there at the end top four Adzi yeah Norwich nil Spurs five not a even gr- a fight a great way to see Norwich down to the championship I, I fucking despise them not even a fight um, Kulosevsky makes it one nil <laughs> Kulusevski makes it 1-0 a sweaty goal he scored I don't know if you've seen it and then it was 2-0 within a few minutes it was terrible Tim Krill passes it to Benton Core who crosses it in to Harry Kane who has a diving header open goal it was so he poor, makes it 2-0 it? it was typical of Norwich this season Kulusevski then has a chance crowd I don't know if you've seen this he missed a sitter yeah. but he was trying to give it to Son he was trying to get Son on the score sheet to get him the goal they were stat padding they were trying to that's what they were trying to yeah. do because um, there was a point in the game where Dyer says I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter but Dyer says to Krulli goes what's Salah giving you what is, what was Salah giving you to keep us out and Krulli was just like I have no idea what you're talking about um, Kulusevski cuts in on his left foot and it was a banger of a goal now for yeah. he's a really good player um, Lucas Moore comes on then for Kulusevski and Kane into Moore and it was a bit like Mane's goal against Wolves a little flick around the corner to Son who makes it 4-0 Lovely pass by Lucas Moore. He's a really good player. I don't know if he's on the way out of Spurs, but I think they'd be silly to get rid of him. 5-0 to Spurs in the end. Son with his second. Slap pattern. Just the same goal as Kulisevsky, except it was on his right foot, but it was a really good goal. Um, yeah, and that's it. And I was looking at I was looking at kind of stats, whatever. Spurs scored half of what Norwich had at goals at home this season. So Norwich had 12, 12 goals at home. Spurs scored five. It's just typical of Norwich's season. Um, really poor, but they'll probably be back up next season. So Yeah, and I, I don't understand how they keep this trend of first 20th. It's like, it's like Jesse Pinkman, isn't it? How does he keep getting away with it? How does he get away with it? Shout out to Breaking Bad, because what a fucking series <laughs> that is. Very Saul, by the way. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, don't Every, spoil anything, everyone please. Everyone get on it. It's um, a really good series, but don't but yeah, five one to Arsenal, sort of irrelevant in the end. Um, yeah, Martinelli gets the goal, and Ketia Suarez, Gabriel Odegaard, nice goal from Odegaard. And it was a great save by Awobi, wasn't it? To give Arsenal the penalty, did you see? It? Bloody hell! Um, Van de Beek uh, gets a goal as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Odegaard's goal was fucking delicious, but oh, like, Odegaard's yeah. Drinks past a few players, lovely drop of the shoulder. Just places it into the one part of the goal that Begovic couldn't get to. And it was a lovely goal. Too little, too late in the end. Yeah. Um, very poor from Arsenal. 
Irrelevant games next. Europa League. We just as the, literally run through these. Uh, we'll run through them. Literally sprint through them. Cause Brighton 3, West Ham 1. If they had a 1, they would have finished 6th. They fumbled the bag here, West Ham. Yeah, and Antonio with a nice goal. Felton. First 1 since the first day of the season, I believe. Certainly feels like a man, I swear to God. Yeah, he hasn't really turned up for them. Feltman, Gross and Welbeck getting goals here. And funny stat about Norwich. Brighton, or sorry... I just called Brighton Norwich. <laughs> Unbelievable. How, how, Alan Partridge here. What an insult. <laughs> Brighton finished in ninth. A very good season for Brighton. And it's a season in which they finished just five points off West Ham, Adzi. Mm. Um, losing three less games. Losing the same amount of games as Spurs, mm. who finished fourth. And they have actually lost. So you say for Brighton, if they start winning more games... Yeah. Potter is, is making a huge impact and he's obviously got them there best ever season but mm. they could push for Europe next season the rumour is Basuma's gone though in the summer which would mm. be a big loss because he's a very they, good player they could definitely push for Europe though yeah opinion. and I think I think the gap like to be honest with you I think at the top it's Liverpool and City yeah Um, I think there's a lot of transition that's going to be done between, I think Spurs I think Spurs will probably close the gap a bit more I'm not saying this to wind up about Chelsea but I think a lot of transition is going to happen at Chelsea in the summer with the likes of Christensen, Rudiger, Aspilicueta, potentially, Mark Salonzo, potentially gone. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of transition. Now, they'll get Conor Gallagher back, which is a big one. Bobby's Billy Gilmore will be back as well. Bobby's getting the takeover as well. Um, so, there's a lot of kind of uncertainty with Chelsea, but, like, they'll have the money to spend eventually, so they will get themselves back up there. But the likes of Arsenal, I still think they need a lot up to do to yeah. be up there again. United, the same. You know, West Ham, I think, they, they've proved they can get up there. Unless Royce leaves, I don't see too many leaving West Ham in the summer. Um, so yeah, Brighton could definitely break that gap, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm talking about declines. Palace won, United nil. Zaha gets a goal. Um, at the end, Ragnar came out and said he didn't realise uh, Ten Hag was in the stadium. Mm. They're just that just epitomises United season really. And him deciding on him. From just no so. communication at all. Like I don't know how these things happen. At a professional club, no less than Man United, but um, it was a lovely assist by Bruno Fernandez, wasn't it? To Zaha, gives the ball away. I don't know what he was thinking. Loops it up in the air. Zaha cuts in on his right and scores. United haven't won a game this season without Ronaldo, yeah. which I think speaks volumes about him. That's interesting. Um, and Ten Hag just has a massive job in his hands, doesn't he? I think I I have hope in Ten Hag though. He's a very good manager, so I think uh, they'll, they'll be looking to push for Europe at least next season. Last few irrelevant games now. Finish wrapping it up, Adzi, for the season. Chelsea 2, Watford 1. Ross Barkley gets a winner. That just sums up this game. Mm-hmm. Um, mean absolutely nothing. Reese James, though, finished up with another assist. So, good for him. Kennedy got a good assist as well. Sorry? Kennedy. Kennedy, yeah. Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy. Ken- oh, I'm glad you got the reference. Thank you. <laughs> But yeah, Kennedy actually came in for Alonso. He actually did well in this game. Yeah, good win for us, but realistically it's about building towards next season. I think Tuchel knows that as well. Tuchel coming out, by the way, and saying that he will not have a summer holiday because there's too many too much work to do. It's a big job in his hand, I think, Carl. Yeah. And I'm not saying this to gas like you, you know I'm not, but I don't know, I don't quite know the ins and outs of the, what's his name, Todd Bowley deal. Um, two hundred million. I, I, I believe. I believe it's. Work. I believe it's done now, isn't it? Or the the government have allowed the deal to go through. I think is Brogia coming back. Yeah, Brogia be good. I think they're, they're potentially 
a bit of Deadwood to get rid of I think Ziyech might be gone yeah. Werner might be gone Alonso Alonso thanks God Aspilicueta is looking like he's going to go Christensen and Rudiger are obviously going as well um, <clears throat> I'm not saying this to make you worry or anything I just think I just think in general it could be a tough job I think for we'll be doing well going, going forward next season I don't know if the fans would be happy with this but I would I think we'd be doing well to get another top four finish and just sort of build towards next season mm. um, because I think we got our hopes up too much this season do you think Tuchel's the man for the job yeah yeah, I trust him too. Should I think he'll build something eventually? It's just gonna take time. And I hope I hope he gets the time because in another world, Abramovich sacks him. You know that kind of way. Yeah, and um, it's hard to think because he won the Champions League. You know what I mean? And I hope for your sanity that it goes on next season, because you're even looking at the likes of and the matches started for anyone who's been listening since the start. Roma are drawn the lot at the minute. The matches started, but looking at Abraham's output this season, I think that said fifty four games. Excuse the computer. 54, 52 games, twenty six goals and like thirteen assists. Like that outputs immense. You know what I mean for a player like Abraham. You're looking at. We'll probably talk about Fikayo Tamori and AC Milan after a while in our Euro tre- treasure segment. Spoiler alert. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I just think it, it's a big task for him next season. And as supposedly, I, said, I hope for you. I hope for you it goes well. But supposedly he's getting two hundred million to spend this summer. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. We move on to the Leicester last four. irrelevant game. Leicester 4, Southampton 1. We won't speak about this too much, but all I'm going to say is Leicester end the season well with Vardy and Barnes. I think you said that last week. Mm, Madison as well, I think. Yeah. Looking looking back in the season, and Perez as well got two goals. Perez was, was out injured for a lot of it as well, and obviously they had the rotation with the Conference League, so a lot of these players didn't kind of start with each other. I think next season we'll probably see the best of Pats and Dakar. But I think Leicester's another side that are going to be getting rid of a lot of players. Like Tailman's to Arsenal for £25 million is, is what's rumoured at the minute, which is a steal. I don't know why Chelsea aren't going for him. I don't mm. know why we're not going for him. Liverpool aren't going for him. Yeah. Um, Lianco for Southampton. My God. One of the worst performances I've seen this season. So the first goal comes from Madison. Um, a bit unfair now, in fairness. So the, John Moss, on his last game, thankfully, gives a drop ball and the drop ball should have been for Southampton going forward but he gives it to Leicester and Schmeichel in fairness hoofs the ball forward to give it back to them and you can see Vardy Vardy's not going near the ball he's just leaving Lianco to it and Lianco just decides to head it up into the air so that, that, that's fair game you know what I mean he's played the ball Vardy gets in shoots um, I think it's McCarthy and goal saves and then Madison taps it away yeah. but it was the second goal Lianco again just a nightmare Vardy latches onto it and he just sends him back to I think he's from Brazil. Just sends him back to the Flavelas to the Flavelas. Just really poor from Lianco. And he's actually alright defender as well. I actually do like Lianco. But it's really poor. War Prowse scores a penalty. And then Perez gets two as well. But Schmeichel man and we said it before about Schmeichel on the show. No goal is his fault. And he's just a bit of a prick in general. War Prowse scores a penalty and he's trying to get the ball to bring it back. And he's just holding on to it. He's just looking at War Prowse like, No, I'm not giving it to you. Like a child, like a pension child. That's Leicester season over. Um, eighth, not bad. Season over. In the end. Is it eighth or ninth? They're finished eighth ahead of Brighton. Eighth, yeah, that's right. Isn't bad for them. Uh, obviously, Wolves sort of fl- flattered out. Then yeah, the end, but, but um, Wolves were good as well for a period, weren't they? But that's that's the season, Cran. That's the season that was. The season that was. I think we'll be reviewing it all next se- next week in the last show. Premiership years, though, for anyone who's a fan. Top scorer finished up. Son 
23 goals with Salah. Obviously, mm. Son's stat padding in the end against Norwich. <laughs> Ronaldo, 18. Kane, 17. Mane, 16. KDB, 15. Assists, we got Salah, 13. Trent, 12. Barnes, 10. Very Harry Barnes. Very good output with from 10. Barnes. Yeah. Wow. Um, Bowen, 10. Mount, 10. And Robbo, 10. And then you have Reese James, 9. So, not bad season for Reese James. Yeah. Really it's injured for a lot as well. Um, there you go. Um, we'll finish up with goal. What do you think of sorry Con real quick what do you think of uh, player of the season De Bruyne <clears throat> wins it what did you did you have an opinion on that De Bruyne winning and I think it's only fair isn't it I think it's one of those <clears throat> things and it's the same with the manager I season, think Rodri so. should have won it but that, that well I mean that would have been mad. I, I agree with you for City's term he's City's best player for me um, even the manager of the season I see a lot of people kicking up fuss about these things at the end of the day it's someone's opinion it's a group of it's a group of individuals' opinion, yeah. and De Bruyne got the most number one votes over the season. Yeah. Foden got the most most votes for a young player over the season. Sure. Klopp gets the most votes over the season by the managers and the journalists who vote for them. Yeah. Why do people care so much? Why do people care so much about these things? It's a vote as well. It's you know what it's I mean. Literally it's democracy. literally democracy. Yeah. Like. Um, it's the worst uh, political system apart from the other ones. That's you know, what they say. And. <laughs> I just think I just think it's mad. I, I I can't understand people getting wound up by. I, I I don't understand people getting wound up by these kind of things. But yeah, that's that. Adzi, we're gonna move on to goal of the week. Oh, I have to give the Coutinho. I thought it was a lovely touch inside. It was a lovely finish. Um, I've gone for Rodri. Yeah, great show. Yeah. A lot of eulogising about Rodri, but good goal again. Um, goal of the week, I've gone for Son. Son, I think I, he had a good performance. I'd probably go with Kundongan. Yeah. And he rose like Jesus Christ himself off the bench. Yeah. Except it wasn't Easter. <laughs> this fellow Ronaldo is a cod. And now, brought to you by Rights of Hope, Only Fans Football Podcast, Cod of the Week. This week is... Sergi Canos. Canos. I, don't, I don't know what he's doing, Cran. I have no idea what he's doing. I think he, I think himself and uh, Leeds have a bit of a bit of an argy-bargy relationship. I don't think they go they go too well together. Keep it calm, man. It's fucking one all. You're playing Leeds. Leeds could go down over this. Why are you giving it so much? Just takes Rafinha at the ankles for no reason at all. He's like, I'm going to end this whole man's career. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on now, Ron, to our Hall of Fame segment. Our, I'd say it's our penultimate. We'll do one more next week. Yeah. Um, and who are you going to go with this week, Ron? I've gone for Patrick Vieira for his, uh, I'm not going to call it a roundhouse kick, <laughs> but he was provoked rudely by an Everton fan in one of the pitch invasions. We spoke about these widely. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't yet, but we will. Um, they're a bit ridiculous, as the, I think. Uh, the fans don't behave themselves and this Everton fan obviously touches Vieira or pulls him back yeah. and Vieira's having none of it he, he goes back to his player days kicks him right in the stomach wins the shit I mm. would say your man goes down like a sack of spuds yeah. I don't, and then his I, mates I start crowding around Vieira yeah, I, I don't get this because um, essentially and Ian Wright said it well on match today like this is where the, this is essentially the environment that the players work in mm. you know what I mean like we work in a bar 
like if someone comes up and starts fighting with us you know what I mean you're like well this is this is an unsafe environment like you know what I mean and English football in general has come on leaps and bounds throughout the years like with regards to hooliganism hooliganism and stuff this this isn't this isn't on really and we've seen it as well for the Nottingham Forest and Sheffield United game Billy Sharps was standing on the sideline yeah man we put a TikTok up TikTok about mental scenes like man comes up and just headbutts him Knocks him out like yeah. it's just completely un unneed like there's no need for it. And then the same with the city game, they have two few of the city lads are punching the head off Olsen as well. It's like yeah. there's no need for any of this carry on at all and But there seems to be a team with it as well. Yeah. Like it shouldn't uh, if if they're not able to behave themselves, it shouldn't let it happen. They did you see the chant the Palace fans were singing to Vieira at the end of the season? So another way they do like a lap of the pitch and Vieira yeah. gets on the mic and says thanks for the support. They were singing a uh, he kicks who he wants. He kicks who he wants. Patrick Vieira. He kicks who he wants. And uh, yeah, that Everton sport definitely got what he deserved there. Yeah. Your Hall of Fame. My Hall of Fame, Cran. My penultimate Hall of Fame goes to Rafinha. Because, first of all, I think he's gone to Barcelona. Um, and I think it's a nice way to see him off. Because he's a fabulous player. And I'd, I would love Matt Liverpool. I, I say this about a few players, but I would genuinely... Like if if Mane or Salah were to go, I think he'd be a perfect replacement for either of them. Um, but obviously he, get, he scores the goal to make it one nil, and then he plays a part in the second goal with the corner. And obviously Harrison puts it away, but it was to see it was the scenes after he was like a god in the Leeds away end, standing amongst his powers. They really look they look. It's a great picture. Like it, yeah. it's genuinely something that like they have. A, I think there's a Premier League like museum in Manchester or something. They have to hang this picture up because it's it's an unreal picture, and he's literally saved Leeds. He's literally kept them up more or less himself at times this season. Um, and I don't know if you've seen this, but great shithouse when the match is done. He crawls from the Leeds end of the pitch to the other, crawls on his knees from one end to the pitch to the other, just to wind up the Brentford fans. And it just again with these end the game, end the season games, like the players and the manager do a lot of the pitch. He just prevented them doing that for ages by just crawling up and down. Really good shithouse, but yeah, I'm gonna give it to Rafinha's uh, stature, uh, like Leeds legend, Thatcher. Leeds legend, stature, Abel. Um, Leeds legend, yeah, <laughs> We move on quickly to our Euro Trash Euro Treasure. Yeah, and um, this is probably the final Euro Trash Treasure of the season, Cran. Yeah, it's bittersweet, bittersweet. Euro yeah. Treasure, Adi. I'll start off, will I? Yeah, my Euro Treasure, Cran, this week. Goes to Mario Balotelli. Mario Magnifico. He's torn up. I think it's Turkey. He's playing. He's playing in Turkey now at the minute. Um, I don't know what I don't know what the team is like. Barasaspor or something, something of that ilk. Um, but his goal at the weekend. I don't know if you've seen. It, I showed you earlier. Stepovers. He does about four or five stepovers, Cran, um, to beat the players he's up against, and then he does a fucking cheeky Rabona into the goal it's like it's a great goal show crowd here I seen someone say on Twitter the other day that Balotelli's coming into a cheeky little prime of his career he's not that he's past it this is this is the end um, he scored a lovely free kick as well in the game I think but I think Balotelli deserves a shout this week for that goal alone because just a lovely finish lovely play to cut inside and outside Rabona finish no, it's better Wabam I'm going to start my Euro Trash actually because I think our Euro Treasure and our Euro Trash coincide. Kind of, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, so uh, I've gone for a 2-0 win for Villarreal against Barcelona. Away day yeah. in Barca. Rory, 
I'm going to give a quick shout out to my brother Rory um, he can't listen to this this week he literally can't he can't now he's lost his phone but he was over in Barca for the Grand Prix and they were staying in the same hotel as the Villarreal team really? yeah wow so I was kind of saving this podcast did he meet them? he didn't end up meeting them because they were out for the Grand Prix that day oh no way so apparently all the Villarreal players were coming down uh, the hotel and someone seen them and put in the chat Oh, no way. So Villarreal were staying in the same hotel as my brother yeah. for that game. And he also seen Kevin Volant as well yeah, yeah. on holidays. At the Grand Prix. I don't think he was at the Grand Prix in the bar or something, but yeah, yeah. he was on holidays. Barcelona. Um, so yeah, uh, Villarreal getting the 2 0 win away. Good result for them, but poor from Barca. Yeah. I think there's a lot to, lot to come for Barca next season, though. My Euro trash, and I know we've said our, our Euro trashes and your Euro treasure coincide. Yeah. I'll just talk about Milan when you were talking about your Euro treasure. But I'm going to give my Euro trash to uh, the Bulgarian League, Cram. So, insane scenes in the last round of the Bulgarian League. Relegation candidates, Tarsko, Cello, got a last minute penalty. The then. <laughs> so, they get a last minute penalty, right? The club owner enters the pitch because he didn't want a particular player to take the penalty. So you can see here, I'll show you a picture there. So he doesn't want this fella here, number nine, to take the penalty. This is the owner of the club. Racist. In the end, potentially, in the end, another player takes the penalty and misses, and the team gets relegated. <laughs> so I think that's a bit poetic, yeah. and it's a nice way to end our Euro trash this season, isn't it? Pure Complete, Pure fucking spoof from us as usual. But yeah, Euro, Euro trash crowd comes That's from a great find. It is. Comes uh, from the Serie A crown, your Euro trash. Yeah, your Euro trash and, and I suppose um, you were going to talk about this as well, but I'm going to give my Euro trash to Olivier Giroud winning another trophy in Italy, mm. Serie A, with AC Milan. And it's been a while since AC Milan won the league. Yeah. Do you know what, right? Go on, continue what you're saying while I find this, but everyone's like, oh, I'd love for AC Milan and Inter Milan to be like challenging each other at the top of the league again. Yeah. Right? Here's the stuff for you. Since the turn of the century... AC Milan have won the Serie A three times and one of them was on Sunday. They won it in 2010, 2011 and 2003-2004. Now, this could be because the Milan teams in the early 2000s were some of the best teams ever. The likes of Seidorf, Cafu, Stam, Nesta, Maldini. Mm. The team that played the Liverpool Champions League final essentially. I just think, I just seen that stat earlier I thought it was fucking mental that they've only won three since the tour of the century. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. But, um, Interesting. Yeah, it was it was a great end to the day. it was a great end of the season, wasn't it, in the Serie A? Yeah, and my point with AC Milan is and this goes for the rest of the teams he's been at. Giroud just breeds success. Yeah. He's win he's won trophy amongst trophy. Um he won the league in France. Or sorry, he won the cup in France. He won the league in France. He yeah, won the league in did. France, sorry. Montpellier. With Montpellier. Um he wins the FA Cup with Arsenal. Um he wins the Champions League with Chelsea. And again, this season, he's put in some vital performance for Milan. And lo and behold, do they win the league for the first time since 2011, as you just read? 2011, yeah. And it was they finished the season on 86 points. Two points ahead of Inter Milan. And this was part of my Euro trash. Was Hakan Kalongu, former namesake of the podcast. Remember that episode where we literally watched the Milan derby? And I think he missed the penalty. Or he scored the penalty at the start, didn't he? Um, I think he might have missed that and had to retake it and then scored. But obviously, the, the reason why he's kind of in the mode is because he went from AC Milan to win the Scudetto with Inter. 
and Inter fucking fumbled the bag. Inter lose it. Um, he was with AC Milan from 2017 till 2021. So he's with AC Milan for a long time. Yeah. Turns his back on them, joins Inter, and then AC go and win the fucking Serie A. I think it's a bit poetic. But quick shout out to a few players for AC real quick. So Brahim Diaz, Cran, becomes the third player to conquer England, Spain and Italy. And he's only 21, so he won the Premier League with Man City. He won the La Liga with Real Madrid and he won obviously the Serie A with AC Milan oh, and then another shout out for Mike Moynan goalkeeper French, goal, French goalkeeper of um, AC Milan he ended Lille's 10 year title drought in 2021 and he ends Milan's 11 year drought in 2022 so very good French goalkeeper there and yeah that's that's the Serie A season done yeah. we're planning on going over next season we are San Siro San Siro I, I'm planning on getting an AC Milan season ticket because the rumour is Divacari is signing for AC Milan but that remains to be seen right Cran moving on now to our penultimate um, ultimate only fans football podcast Premier League 11 we're going with the left wing edition of the, the team the Eden Cran. Hazard edition the Eden Hazard position essentially a lot of people picked Hazard as well before we get into it. But yeah, top five Premier League wingers, Cran, of all time. Do you want me to start? Yeah. Yeah. So, Cran, I've gone number five. I've gone with Invincible. I've gone with Robert Perez of Arsenal. Very good player. 2000 to 06, he was with Arsenal. <gasps> Roman nearly scored there. Um, Bijlow with the save. Aston Villa as well from 2010, 2011, he was with Gerard Houllier. Rest in peace. Um, 198 appearances for Ars, uh, in the Premier League 62 goals and 41 assists in the Invincible season crown he got 14 goals and that was a record at the time for a midfielder and I think it, it coincides with the fact that they didn't lose any games in the Premier League yeah. um, just looking at his trophy cabinet won the World Cup in 98 won the Euros in 2000 with France he's won the Prem twice now one out 2 now 3 or 4 He's been in the Premier League team of the year, Cran, three times, which I think, as we said last week, is impressive because it shows the individuality of a player and how good they've been that season. He was in the team in 0-1-0-2, 0-2-0-3, and 0-3-0-4. So, yeah, Robert Perez, my number five, Cran. Good you're, show. You're number five, baby. Um, my number five, Adzi, I've gone for Hunmin Son of Spurs. 232 appearances, 93 goals, 46 assists. Mm-hmm. Um. That is incredible. I didn't know he had that many games played. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just think that that is pretty decent, especially when you consider Hazard's played two hundred forty-five games. Yeah. Son's not too far off, and some very good stats for Son as well. I think he's very understated player at Spurs. Mm. Um. Obviously, he's coming to his own this season. He's winning, well liked as well. Isn't the he? Golden Boot. Mm. Yeah. Um. Just hasn't really won anything, and maybe it's time to get that that bit more ambitious than go somewhere else to and win do you know what I think I think that could potentially end with Conte whether it's uh, they won't win the league no. they definitely won't win the league but whether it's a cup I can definitely see them winning a the cup this season well this upcoming season with Conte especially if they invest in sports which is seemingly they have 200 million to spend as well I think it is yeah. the figure being branded about but yeah I've, I've hung him in song number 4 as well like you said 232 appearances 93 goals 46 assists he won the Postcast Award, Cran, in twenty, in twenty twenty, I think it was. Remember his goal against? I think it was either, I think it was West Ham, where he just ran through the whole pitch, and got himself one on one with 
I think Fabianski. It's either West Ham or Burnley. Burnley. I think it's Burnley. Burnley. Is it Burnley? Yeah, he ran the pitch. Um, I was just thinking of the claret and blue kit. But um, yeah, great goal there. He's my number four. And yeah, of course, look at the Prem Golden Boot this season. Um, he done something that Sadio Mane done as well way back in 2018-19. Getting the Golden Boot without scoring a penalty. Which I think is, is quite prestigious when you think about it. Because... Like the likes of Mo Salah, I think he got three or four penalties this season, scored three or four, so um, it shows the quality of Son. Um, and yeah, look at the relationship with Harry Kane as well. I think it's one of the most fru- fruitful relationships in Premier League history as well. So yeah, yeah, uh, I think it's drawn more goals than Drogba and Lampard now, which, yeah, is, which is incredible. Insane. Um, that front three will be dangerous next season as well if Kulusevski. We only got a half season with Kulusevski, but I do think that those front three are very, very threatening indeed. Um, number four I've gone for Sadio Mane um, 263 games played 111 goals 38 assists as he, as he said winning the Golden Boot 2018-2019 and a league title with Liverpool mm. um, yeah I think Mane has done excellently uh, Southampton starting his career in the Prem and I think quickest hat-trick ever as well yeah in the Premier League history he was uh, very good for Southampton obviously Liverpool like to rinse Southampton players so <sighs> Uh, he went across Liverpool, won a league title, and potentially two Champions Leagues. He's going to win the Champions League again, probably. So, uh, yeah, Mane, definitely one of the best. Um, hasn't been great as of late, but... Ah, he's been really good this season. Yeah, he's been he's good, had a really better good this season, season but... Um, um, and win the African Cup of Nations as well. I think the standard he set in 2018-19 and 19-20 when he won the league... Yeah. That was such a high standard. Like he was the best winger in the world at that, that stage. Um, this season he's kind of been he's been good. Now he's he's higher up on my list, of course. But um, yeah, Sadio Mane, what a player. Your number three. My number three, Cran, is Chelsea legend Eden Hazard. Um, Two hundred forty-five appearances, eighty-five goals, fifty-four assists, two Premier League titles in fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen, seventeen. He won the Europa League twice as well for Chelsea. In 18-19 and 2012-2013. He's won the PFA Player of the Year in 2014-15. Which is a hell of a prestigious thing. And he's been in the team of the season four times. 12-13, 13-14, 14-15 14-15 and 16-17. Um, when I think of Eden Hazard. I just think of a player who lit up the, lit up the stage. You know what I mean? He lit up the park. He was unbelievable. He, he had those. Some performances. I remember the performance against Spurs. Which ultimately won Leicester the league. I remember his goal in that game. He just dribbled past players. Waxed into the back of the net. And had a terrible season that year as well. He was not his best that season. Um, he's a cracking player. Hazard I think. Look he's, he's had a hell of a career. Um, hasn't quite worked out for him at Real Madrid. Um, due to fitness and injuries and stuff like that. But he's. That does, does. Well. I, I didn't say that. <laughs> that doesn't tarnish his record in Premier League. He was a fabulous player. But um yeah, Eden Hazard, who got a lot of people's top votes, by the way, is my number three. After a long time, sort of thinking whether I put Bale in my <laughs> uh, in my team since already, I'm going to pick out Bale left wing, as he. Yeah. Uh, 55 goals, 22 assists. Not a great record in general, but 263 games for Spurs. He just ripped it up the Premier League, I think. Um, especially in those few years before he moved to, to Real, I think he was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Player of the um, season two years ago, I think. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it to Bale. Bale. What a player. Um, I just, I, I have flashbacks all the time of him just 
absolutely dusting my comp that yeah. time for Inter Milan. That's yeah. that's just how I remember Bale. He had some great goals as well. It was yeah. West Ham, I think, away. Jesus, what a goal it was. And, and see at home. I think he's just, probably one of the best players never to join the 100 club in the Premier League. Yeah, that yeah. that goal as well. I'm thinking of against City. He was cutting in on his right foot. He was just a great player. He yeah. was a hell of a player. Um, Your number two, Anthony. My number two, Cran, is Sadio Mane. I'm being serious. He's the best player in the world. Sadio Mane. Um, <clears throat> 263 appearances. 111 goals. 38 assists. He's won the Premier League once. He's won the FA Cup this season. League Cup this season, the World Cup 2019 and the Champions League 2019. He's won the AFCON this season as well in 2021. He's been in the Premier League team season crowd three times. Um, 16, 17, 18, 19 and 19, 20. He won the Premier League Golden Boot in 2018, 19 and just to touch on his Champions League record, he has 15 Champions League knockout goals which is the most for an African player. One more than Didier Drogba three more or four more sorry than Mohamed Salah and five more than Samuel Eto'o yeah um, he's just a great player um, this season he's transitioning to a striker from the left wing role um, he's, just, he's just a fabulous player he really is a great player I think um, he just he scores important goals he scores nine out of ten times they're good goals as well you know what I mean you very rarely see him scoring the top in He's done immense. I think it was first goal at Liverpool against Arsenal where he beats four or five players and bangs in his left foot. He was Klopp's first signing. You know what I mean? Klopp loves him. And if he's to go this season and there's rumours of him going to Bayern Munich, he'll be sorely missed. Um, definitely Liverpool uh, legend, Sadio Mane, what a player. Yeah, he's he's my number two, Cran. Um, my number two, I've gone for Ryan Giggs. Um, what a player, Adzi, for Man United during the Fergie era 109 goals 162 assists the most assists of anyone by a long shot I think I think Fabregas is close and I think Lampard might be close as well but other than that it's the most assists from anyone in the league um, t- 13 Premier League titles unbelievable um, in the Fergie era um, I think he kept playing until he's 40 so yeah um, an unbelievably long and successful career I don't think you can really leave a player like that out of a team like this so uh, I've gone for gigs as my number two yeah I've, I've gone with Cristiano Ronaldo as number one um, from the left side I got a bit of grief for the right wing edition I was like I, I just experienced Ronaldo as a left winger now I know Giggs was a left winger at the time as well but I constantly remember him cutting in, even at United, cutting in on his right foot, you know, beating players with ease. I think he played up front for United for a bit as well, but, you know, Ronaldo, I couldn't leave him out. I had to put him as number one. Wins the Ballon d'Or in 2008 with Man United in the season where they won the Premier League and they won the Champions League as well. Overall, he has 263 appearances, 226 appearances for United in the Premier League, 102 goals and 37 assists. He's won the Premier League three times in 2006, 2007, 2007, 2008 and 2008, 2009. That was before he got to move to Real Madrid. He, of course, won the World Cup and the Champions League in 2008. And he's, he won two Premier League Player of the Years as well in a row, which I thought was very interesting. 06, 07 and 07 and 08. Just a cracking player, Ronaldo. There's a reason why himself and Messi are the two 
best players ever and I think at United you could see how good he was going to be um, I think I had him number one on my right wing if I remember correctly mm. um, so left wing I've gone for Eden Hazard there's only one winner here for me Eden Hazard the greatest left winger there ever has been in the Premier League what a player has he um, magic fee his last season was probably his best season for Chelsea and I miss him dearly he's probably my one of my favourite ever players um, and it's sad what he's become at Real a Burger King merchant you know that's not how I know Hazard I know Hazard for being magic on the ball having that low centre of gravity and obviously you've named out all the stats already but this is just uh, eulogising at this point Hazard for me um, was always coming up with the goods if there's one criticism I was would have of Eden Hazard it would be in some of the big games he would disappear and I didn't like that about him like some of the big games where we needed him to show up um, but he he repaid it um, he was worth his weight gold in my opinion um, some of the biggest goals he came up with as well um, you know that goal against Arsenal running from midfield um, shaking about four people off and burying he, he had a great habit of running the pitch as well so uh, yeah I think he was a terrific player to watch for the neutral and as a Chelsea fan I think he's one of my favourite if not my favourite ever Chelsea player to ever wear the shirt um, it's him or Lampard for me and that's that's how we wrap it up yeah so my top five real quick is Robert Perez Hong Min Son Eden Hazard Sadio Mane and Cristiano Ronaldo Cran your top five real quick my top five I've gone for Hong Min Son number five Sadio Mane number four Garrett Bell number three Ryan Giggs number two and Eden Hazard number one yeah a lot of people have gotten in touch as well the usual um, Jerry Cullen here says John Barnes Eden Hazard John Cristiano Barnes. Ronaldo Giggs and he has Mane number one right. play Jerry uh, it's a bit of a match out but I do like it of course um, Connell says Hazard Bell Giggs and he has Henri number two but we kind of decided to leave that for the striker edition because yeah. I think he is probably best positioned as a striker and he has Robert Perez number one Um Keane Moore says Ryan Giggs Perez Robin Mane Bell good shouts again yeah. and shout out to Owen who simply says Ashley Young which um, yeah we, we appreciate all shouts <laughs> we do appreciate all the support so thanks thanks for that Owen I hope yeah. you enjoyed your subway I'd today. say all the birds love that one as well <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's it Rama won it up in the final lads yeah. we're going to sign off here this has been our last ever proper show I'd say our, our penultimate show yeah we have a big show next week big big show next week big show next week we're gonna well it's a big show took the words out of my mouth um, yeah we, we have a bit of a big show next he's week he's on the guest he's on the he's not on the podcast Paul we, we actually you know what we could e- always email him he's not gonna come on um, but yeah we have, we have a few things planned for the off season please God we wanna keep in contact with everyone so we will let you know about that. But yeah, next week is our finale of our Spoofology, which is a bit, a bit of a sad one. Our fourth season to an end already. But yeah, as we say constantly, you know, we really do appreciate all the love and support always. Um, we want to get better as a podcast and we will proceed to get better. We have plans in place. And yeah, thanks for all the love. Keep Cran. supporting us. Keep supporting. And uh, yeah, we'll leave it there so. We'll leave it there so.